0: Hey, everybody. It's Udochi. Um, I'm not sure which podcast I'm going to add this to. Um, this Today's episode is about um, networking uh, and networking protocols in computer science combined with African p- politics. And um, the reason I'm making these two combinations is because whether I'm putting this, I'll probably upload this podcast both to I have this episode both, both to both of my podcasts. One of my podcasts is the African Growth Opportunities Podcast, and the other po- podcast is the Physics of Life and Love Podcast. The African Growth Opportunities Podcast is focused on, um, you know, help uh, t- uh, talking about issues that will help Africans succeed in today's changing world, and the Physics of Life and Love Podcast is focused on. Uh, taking scientific concepts and translating them or taking like physics concepts and chemistry concepts, like the physical science concepts, and then, um, seeing what parallels that they exist between them and the social sciences. So this particular episode kind of overlaps the two. So I decided to make it into, um, a dual, like a crossover episode where this episode will be posted on both channels. Um, the reason this is a crossover episode is because, um, the social issue that I'm going to be paralleling with a physical sciences issue is the African political sphere and the social, the physics issue is, or the physical sciences issue is computer science. So let me start with the computer science concept. Well, let me start with the African concept, the African concept that I'm, uh, issue, the African political concept I'm, I'm talking about is tribalism. Tribalism is a concept that you'll often hear in the West that they, which is a re, which they believe is a reason why African, um, African, the African states that, or the African countries that they created did not su- succeed. And instead of blaming it on the fact that they carved up a bunch of people and they, these were like forced countries that were not really created for the benefit of these people, but were actually created for, um, for, for the exploitation of natural resources, um, instead of acknowledging that instead, they blame it on the people that they are, the, that they victimized, which are the Africans and telling them that it's their fault because it's tribalism, tribalism, that they need to figure out how to live together. And it's tribalism where some of these border boundaries that they created really divided uh, clans and tribes and stuff like that, that were already, that were united and had their own protocols within each other. So I find that a very interesting concept because I also, so so I was, I've been studying computer science lately. I'm a, I'm a software developer and the concept that I was studying recently was networking. And so I've been studying networking concepts and protocols and things of that nature. And I saw the parallel, I saw how this, these two concepts were related in this, in this sense, when you create for, let's, let's take a, a simple everyday concept, like, talking on the telephone, which we all have done, um, when the first, the early telephones, which many people from the millennials may not, may or may not remember, depending on when you were born, um, did not, or are not these wireless devices that we have. Actually, there are still some landlines out there. So the example I want to use is a landline and talk about how landlines work. So landlines are the phones that are not our cell phone, not our wireless devices, but the ones that are connected via, uh, via a cord to telephone poles and stuff like that. So these landlines, the way that they work, so these landlines have, uh, we'll call them, we'll call them, we'll call them for lack of a better word, different protocols that connect them. And this is the same way the internet works as well. The same way computers work, um, the, the same way computers work to connect with each other. They all have a protocol that governs the way. One message is delivered to the other side. So for example, a message delivered via telephone uh, comes out of the mouth through air as air. If you understand how, how sound works, it's just the compre- just air compressions. So it's kind of like when you, if you have a big blanket and you fluff it, you, you, you want to like spread it out. So you wave it you hear this sound that the cloth makes well, you know, there's a sound that it makes air is, I mean, sound is the compression of air. It's a vibration. It's the moving of air. And the reason you're able to hear that sound is because there is a drum in your ear. They call it the eardrum that is, that beats and vibrates. And so you, so when you're speaking, You're creating sound that then beats on that eardrum that allows you to, that your brain processes and translates into language. So that, that mechanism that allows you to, to that, that mechanism that allows your voice to produce air and then bang on the drum of your ear to create a code that your brain translates into language. Somebody a long time ago decided that, Hey, this is a very interesting mechanism. Maybe we can turn this into something that uh, can be done through electrical signals, um, or electromagnetic signals. Similarly, the talking drum can be considered an innovation that led to this. If you, you know, if we can find a connection to that, but there's a talking drum in West Africa that can make sounds similar to the sound of human speech in that language. So we have, um, we have, uh, tonal languages in West Africa and many parts of the world. There are tonal, there, there are these top, there's these, um, tonal languages where the, your voice will be making your, your voice, uh, you, 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 can say, you can, um, change the meaning of what you're saying through the pitch that with the, through the pitch that you, and, it, and it'll be like widely different things you're saying, um, with the same sound, but different pitches. So a talking drum, um, a, a to- talking drum. Takes advantage of that ability of your language of the languages in the West Africa, and allows you to communicate almost this almost as if you're saying certain words, but it's not exact. But you know, obviously, if someone wanted to use it for code for, for coded uh, communication, it can be done because these sounds imitate the human speech. Okay, that being said, a telephone could be seen like a t- sort of talking drum because. The, the same mechanism is used there. The only difference is when your voice, when you talk into a speaker, into a microphone, any microphone and a speaker, microphones and speakers are the same thing actually, because all it is, is translating electrical pulses into the beating of air against a, um against a membrane. When you say a membrane, it's like the membrane of a drum, a drum, the the surface of the drum, consider that the membrane. When you're beating the top of the drum, what is a drum? It's a skin. It's a skin that you stretch over a, um, a a a cylinder. And when you beat that, that skin, you hear doom, 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 doom. That is... Um, that is like your eardrum. That's why it's called an eardrum. It's simply, all it is, is a membrane stretched over a cylinder that allows air to be compressed and make boom, 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 make a sound with a certain vibration. And depending on the frequency of the, of the vibration, as in the number of the number of beats per second, the number of, um, how often and how loud and the pitch and all those aspects of the vibration of that membrane will determine the ability for the, the, the understanding, the processing, the way you process that communication. Okay. All that being said about the way sound is processed. Um, when you're communicating via telephone, that pro- that mechanism of, um, transfer of sa- turning, turning sound, uh, turning air compressions into sound occurs from your mouth to the telephone. When you speak into the telephone, Back in the day, if if anybody remembers, I would love to if people could look at an old school phone because I don't know I don't know uh, the similarities in um, that it has to these um, wireless mobile devices because at the end of the day you, it's not it's obvious. I remember old school landlines where literally you could protect you could practically see the membrane. You know you could practically see the, that part of the phone that you, that was vibrating and hearing your voice. And if that thing was broken, then it'd be difficult for you to have a conversation. But basically you'll be talking into this thing that looks like a, a, um a, uh, like a thin sliver of paper and it'll be vibrating. That vibration will translate into, I think, the, I think a similar mechanism exists here, but they probably use different materials. Um, they probably use more wires and they probably use electrical pulses and stuff like that instead of using like solely electronically. transfer, transfer of these things, maybe silicon and stuff like that. Like, um, these type of, uh, um, metals that are, um, malleable, very highly malleable and very strong, but very, very thin. Um, and also have the ability to vibrate and more plastics and stuff like that. But I don't know for sure, but I'm definitely, I'm guessing because it would have to operate with the same, with similar mechanisms anyway. So, um, if you have that that's that thing cover that thing that you, that will that you have to have that that part of the device that 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 where air is air compressed is compressed where air where that sound is received through air compressions the drum okay so let's call it a drum so that drum beats and then it vibrates something and so the way that electromagnetic um, it, 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 it the way the electricity uh, electricity can be generated through electromagnetic um, I'm not sure the exact mechanisms of this, but like the movement of magnets over like, uh, um, like it's like electrical pulses and magnet moving something that has to do with that electromagnetic. I don't know a lot about elect- uh, elect- electro, um, electricity, uh, electro electrical engineering, but something along those lines will cause, um, an electrical pulse to fire. Okay. So now the electrical pulses has to be transferred through a medium. And in the case of the, in a case of the, um, old school landline telephones, it would be a copper wire. So a copper wire is like probably the best medium for transferring, um, electricity. So that copper wire will now carry the electrical circuit through the, through, from one point to the next point. And that next point may be a the wire telephone lines, which are also probably copper wires, and then it will go into somebody else's phone. Now that phone now has to transfer, translate that electrical pulse, which is vibrations. And that vibration is very specific to the com- communication that began from the other, from the other end of the telephone, from the original communication that, that, uh, the, 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 the electrical pulses that are going through that copper wire are going to imitate the conversation, the communication that was sent from the original phone. So when the co- communication. I my, my laptop. Oh, okay. For some reason, my laptop is freezing. I don't know if I caught any of that, but I'm going to assume that I did and keep moving. So once the electrical pulses get into the, um, copper, go through the copper wire and get to the, become a communication that goes to the phone of the receiver, um, that electrical pulse is now transferred into a similar mechanism as the, as the speech apparatus, as, as the, as where the person is speaking into. Instead, it's, it's, not the, it's not the microphone, but it's the speaker itself. So now the speaker is translating those electrical, the, the speaker as in the, the earpiece is now has its own membrane that is vibrating and it's vibrating according to the pulses that are being received from the copper wire. That electricity is now vibrating the pulse and then that is now sending a message into the ear of the person, which is, which the brain is interpreting as English, depending on the frequency, the vibrations, the amplitude, the pitch, all that stuff, boom, 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 boom. It actually sounds like English (coughs) to the person when they're receiving it. It's, it's almost sounds like a miracle that this happens, but it really is a transfer of, of, of information through different protocols. This is the same communication, the same message being transferred from millions of miles apart, people, millions of miles apart, the same, like a communication that's being transferred from person to person. And you're able to hear it crisp as if the person is in the room with you. But why? Because of the protocols. If any protocol along the line of this communication is violated, the communication will be either stopped or it will be miss It will, it will be not, it won't be received well. So if somebody, I'm sorry, I'm chewing gum while I'm talking to you and you, it probably sounds horrible. I'm going to take the gum out. So for example, if the person speaking is interrupted, the communication to you is not going to go all the way through. If the wire is cut, the communication is not going to go all the way through. If the wire is sabotaged, for example, if they, if they, you know, if they, if it unravels a little bit, maybe the communication will go through, but maybe it might be muffled, and so when you hear it, it's not clear. Um, you know, if any part of that, of anybody, or like the maybe, for example, the person setting up the phone doesn't set it up correctly. If any part of that protocol is violated, because you need a very specific, excuse me, you need a very specific type of wire. It has to be a very highly conductive wire. So copper is the best. Copper is a very good opportun- option and there may be other options that might be just as good as copper, but if it was a, if it was a bad type of wire that wasn't very good at conducting electricity, then the, co- the conversation will be compromised. So because these systems are, there's a highly efficient way to make sure that all these communications, that all these, that all these parts, because each of these each of these systems have a particular protocol. This product, this section of the system has its own protocol. This section of. Um, to the wire has its own protocol of how, you, how you, how it communicates it. Electrical pulses, vibration, electromagnetic, uh, magnets and stuff like that. Then from the copper wire, from one, from that to the copper wire and to the other end of the copper wire has its own protocol. It has to be made of copper. It has to be wrapped in an insulator, which is probably rubber. It has to be, you know, all that stuff. And then the other end, the conver- the, the electrical impulse, the electrical pulse has to be com- converted into a, a sound, um, uh, air sound wave that hits a membrane. All of these things have protocol for the way that they are. You can't just take paper and a cup and a string and, um, plastic and think that you're going to get the same result. No, they have their own system and each system has its own protocol. And if any protocol is violated, you are not going to have clear communication. So now why am I saying this? The reason I'm saying this I mean, if you can study deeper about networking and understand these things more, understand how these happen wirelessly, wirelessly, it still happens the same way, except instead of using, uh, the wires, they use, um, the electromagnetic spectrum. So they're now using, um, you know, uh, different waves of the, the electromagnetic spectrum that, that exists. Like there are a lot of different, um, for example, light is an electromagnetic wave, um, infrared x-rays, all these things are things we can't see, but they exist and they have energy and they, they move things, but we just can't see them. So we always have these things, gravity and stuff like that happening around us and moving invisible particles, invisible things all around us that we can't see. And there there are animals that can see some of these things like infrared. There are some animals that can see infrared. There are some animals that can see Part things that we cannot see that exist in our world all around us. And these things have energy and those energies do things, but we don't see them. So, you know, it's, this is more than a spiritual conversation. This is actual science. So anyway, um, those, those things, those waves that we can't see, even sound waves are among them. Sound waves have energy. That's why they're able to beat a drum and help us to hear and here, here are the things people are saying. Sound waves have energy and they change things. They change the movement of, uh, of a membrane that allows us to hear things. So we have to, so keep that in mind. Ev- all, everything has energy and the way that those energies transfer from one, one, um, from the starting point to another end point is a protocol. There's a protocol involved in that. Okay. Why am I saying all of this and ta- what does that have to do with African, uh, international African po- politics? African politics is a very hot button topic. Uh, people are wondering how and why and, 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 and what's going on in Africa, what's happening after the Berlin conference and the, the, the dissection of Africa into all these countries and all the wars and things like that, which people continue to attribute to tribal wars and tribalism and all this kind of stuff. What is the deal? And I was, as I was studying computer science today, Africa is a really big, important concept for me. I'm very interested in African um, African things, because I really believe that Africans should use their own languages, symbols, and stories to create, to read, to write, to do everything that they want to do in their world. And even though people think that that's kind of like, Oh, why should they be, why should they be doing that? I think it's imp, I think it is of critical importance that Africans do, because if they don't, then they will, it, 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 it can't work Like life, the world, nothing it cannot work otherwise. There is no there's no uh iteration of of our existence that works without Africans taking full hold, full custody of their own culture and perf- and moving forward. It just is not going to work. There is no version of reality that exists without that occurring. Like other than, if, if if anything else in that occurs, it's the end of humanity in my opinion. Okay. So, maybe there, maybe 5 million years from now I'll be proven wrong, but right now as I see it, this is this there's no form of like the earth, the human humanity as we know it needs Africa to stand up and take full custody of their own culture. So, with that being said, if, with that being said, if that is the case, then what we, then the question becomes how can Africans do this and not kill each other or kill the world or whatever? I don't know what people think will happen if they do this. I really don't think anything will happen, but how can they do this in a healthy way? Okay. So the answer is plain and simple. Um, well, not plain and simple. One of the solutions, one of the, one part of the solution, I believe is this issue here that I've talked about with computer networking and protocols. Um, people complain that tribalism has been a big factor in holding people back. I've already told you that people, about the way they carved up Africa into these countries that really, where people are inside, they have no relation to one another, and then people are outside who should be inside, and now all this other stuff is going on where it comes to politics and, and identity and stuff like that, that people can't quite gra- get a grip on. And then at the same time, people other countries are trying to exploit the people inside, despite the fact that you know, these are human beings that are, that they're dealing with. And so, and that they have their own history and that their own things that they're, they're working through that these people are still coming in predatorily and trying to take advantage of people who are really trying to rebuild. So, um, so my, my, my own thing is like, forget the rest of the world. Let's look at Africa. Let's get into the microscope and let's look at a local level, Af- an African country. And let's not look at all of Africa. Let's take a one country, Nigeria. Right now Nigeria is going through a lot of issues with um with their with the with their people inside. There are uh, different groups inside. There are about 500 ethnic groups in in in, Ni- in in Nigeria alone with all all who have their own particular languages and cultures and ways of doing things. The three major tribes are, or ethnic groups are Igbo, Hausa, and Yoruba. Now, Yoruba, Hausa, and Igbos live predominantly in different parts of the country. Uh, Igbos predominantly in the southeast of Nigeria. Um, and then um, Hausa people mostly live in the north or used to mostly live in the north. Igbos mostly used to live in the southeast. And then Yorubas uh, were were scattered throughout the rest of the country. Now, now because of the way the world is um, people are able to move from place to place much more easily, um, through transportation and uh, cars and all kinds of things. People, people are doing commerce in ways that they've never done it before. So they're, they're crossing boundaries and it's becoming very uncomfortable for some people, specifically since the government of Nigeria has been predominantly, has been dominated by a particular ethnic group since its independence from the British. The, uh, predominantly most of the people in the ethnic, in the, uh, in the Nigerian government is House of, from my, my understanding, um, and the houses have, uh, certain allegiances, um, re- affiliated with their religious, uh, their religious beliefs. And, and so, so, there are other ethnic groups in Nigeria who don't quite benefit from the, from the policies and the things that, that are being decided on behalf of them by the government. Um, that being said... let's, let's, that being said, if you are a group of people like this, what do you do to solve that problem? There's this problem. that is is not just exclusive to Nigeria. It exists in many parts of Africa, but let's just look at Nigeria because this is a place of, this is a place that I'm familiar with. Okay. So, um, I believe that the solution lies in not this concept of tribalism, because the more you think of the problem, if you are thinking of the problem in the wrong context, you're never going to find a solution like if somebody gives you a an algebra equation um what's that what's that one algebra cre- What what they call the x squared plus uh x squared plus 2x plus uh polynomial polynomial equation x squared plus 2x plus plus one or whatever if someone gives you a polynomial equation and you don't use foil you decide to use you know you decide to find another way to solve it you're literally looking at the po- question wrong You there's, you're 100% guaranteed not to ever find the right answer. You can sit there and try to solve this thing, thinking about the problem in the wrong way, you can think about the problem in the wrong way from today to the end of eternity, and you will never find the right answer. Why? Because you're looking at the problem wrong. You have misinterpreted the problem. You are looking at the problem from the from a framework that does not yield a possible solution. So if you're looking at African problems and saying tribalism is your problem, you're looking at it from a defeatist mindset in which there is no solution because there will never be a situation. There is no iteration of society, of African culture, of African society that can work apart from, uh, from having cultural groups that respect and, and understand and identify with their identity as Africans. There is no iteration of society. There is no iteration of African community that exists without African culture. So for you to, for anyone to use a tribalism as an excuse for why Africans are not doing anything, they are setting Africa up for failure because that does not exist. That being said, what is the solution? If you take away that, that concept of tribalism, just throw it in the trash. It is not our word. We didn't come up with it. At, tribalism is not an African word. Let's look at something else. Looking at this, uh, looking at this networking issue of communication between different, um, sy- different parts of a system that all have their own protocols and all have their own way of working together, if you look at it as a networking problem then you are on the right track. I believe that. This based off of looking at the way computers and phones and all these things communicate with each other, knowing that there's a thing called system dynamics in this world. There are things, there are systems, there are people who spend their entire lives trying to figure out how systems can effectively work together. There are people who create things like, who create math equations for like things like chaos theory and, 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 I don't even know, like, you know, all these theoretical physics concepts, like you know, that spend their entire lives working on problems that have to do with the dynamics of complex systems. And we cannot think about Africa through the dynamics of complex systems. Like, what the heck is going on? Why are people not seeing this as a potential solution to the problem? I think I know why, because the people who actually have the opportunity to think about these problems have no interest, no investment in in trying to solve Africa's problems. At least that's what I believe. I believe that the people who could potentially, you know, look at these problems and say, Hey, you know what, this might be a good way to look at this problem for Africa. They don't have an investment in making Africa succeed. I, on the other hand, want to kind of bring a different light to this, this problem. And let's look at it from that perspective. Let's look at it from networking, the networking issue. I think that if Africa was look if if we looked at the problem of Af- of, of of the African uh, conflicts as a networking issue instead of a tribalism issue, then we're actually looking at it from the point standpoint of a solution-oriented standpoint rather than a problem-oriented standpoint. And I think solution-oriented oriented standpoints are the only way to solve solve problems. You don't look at a you don't look at diabetes as a death issue. You look at it as a essay, you know, let's give this person something that will actually like, you know, solve it like a healthy diet, you know, some, um, some, 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 uh, blood sugar medications, things like that, things that you can use to actually curb the problem. You look at, okay, which medication should I give them? You don't look at, Oh, when are they going to die? So, um, so I really think that uh, that this networking thing is a, is, a, is the th- way to look at it and so I think that once Africa gets first of all we, we can't we, we need to stop trying to make Africans forget their culture we need to let them have their culture and when I say culture that's a very loaded word um, because culture uh, uh, culture is not about rituals and and certain types of you know just People have so so many complex things about culture. You know, they think it's about languages. Some people thinking about languages and clothes and food. Other people think it's more deeper than that. Look, culture is anything that a community of people have decided upon. It's like a protocol. It's an internet protocol. It's a protocol within a community that they've decided amongst themselves. So smaller local protocol and then larger protocols. About the protocols just being the way a, a, a particular system has agreed to communicate within itself um, between parts of that system. So the protocol within that community and then there are intranet, pro- no, that's intranet protocols within the community and internet protocols will be between one community and the next. So those are the protocols I'm talking about as far as networking. If we can look at this problem as a networking issue, what are the protocols? What are the protocols within that community and what are the protocols about communication between that community and the next community? And then if you look at, for example, okay, then when you look at something, you could say, okay, if this particular system is not communicating well with this particular system, there has been a breakdown in communication. We have to figure out how to get these two systems to appropriately connect with one another. We have to figure out what is the new protocol because this protocol is not working or maybe there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere. There's a, there's a leak or there's a, there's something here that's broken. That was being used. Okay. What can we replace that with? Or what can we exchange that with or whatever the case may be that can help this communication at this point of failure to be repaired, to be mended, to be healed. Um, so for example, right now, like there's this whole conflict between the Igbos and the Fulani, um, and then it could be said to be spilling over into even issues with Yoruba people as well. But in general, there's this big issue with Fulani and in Nigeria and, but these Fulani are a crucial part of the society. They, they provide, um, they provide cattle and they, they do a lot of other things, but they're feeling threatened. So they're starting to arm themselves and even become violent and even becoming like excessively aggressive to the point of, uh, uh attacking people without, um, without, um, what's the word? Without, uh, without instigation, like almost like being more, more of the, the attackers instead of just defending themselves. They're taking offensive stance and now, now they're arming themselves to just like aggressively. So the, the, the conflict is becoming more and more heated in Nigeria. And and if, if we look at this as a breakdown in communication, then we can deal with it as a networking issue instead of dealing with it as, you know, something that could easily res- uh, lead to a, a new war and there are a lot of people who are acting like what they want is war. Um, but at the end of the day, nobody really wants war because that's going to end lives and it's going to co- have a huge, take a huge toll cost lives, everything. So the best thing is not to go to that point. And how will you not go to that point? Look at the United States of America. United States of America has not had a war on its soil for over, I don't know how many, how many years, 200 years? I don't know. They have not had a war on the, a domestic war where people have actually come to their land or even within their land and had to actually fight each other with guns and stuff. You know, they usually squash that. Why? Because they know that the, of the toll that it's going to cost, the damage it's going to cost, lives, infrastructure, it's going to cost a lot of money if they ever have a war here. So the government, the, everybody puts... Does everything that they can through every medium they have through television, through propaganda, through um, convincing people, through sending out the police, through sending out the National Guards, through sending out anybody, every every every, all hands on deck. Like, let us not have a war on this soil because the cost to us is just too much. It's a it's an economics problem. It's not even a a humanitarian issue for us. It's an economics problem. So it's just like we just don't want to lose the money. At the end of the day, it's like we're taking care of ourselves um, and we're taking care of the people of this country, even if they know that they're being taken care of or not. We are making our our first top priority is not to lose any lives and not to lose too much money. Um, And then if we lose a few lives for the exchange for money or if we lose some money in exchange for lives, like that's a decision that, you know, the decision makers have to make. But at the end of the day, when you when Africans are making these decisions, are they thinking at this at this complex level? I don't know. But at the end of the day, they have to look at these intertribal issues, these inter-ethnic group issues as a issue of networking. What is our protocol in communicating between the tribes? What are our protocols in communicating within the tribes? What are our protocols in communicating between tribes? What is our protocol in communicating from the government level to the lower level? And what is our protocol as, as, as a, uh, organic, um, Uh, organic, like an emergent protocol, a protocol that emerges naturally from the nature of our identity, not from some imposed democracy or some imposed uh, socialism or imposed anything from the outside external world. It has to be a protocol that comes organically out of what is natural to the African people. And so that's where I'm going to stop today. I think that I could, I could go on more, but I'm not sure that I, I have fully, Is this is just something that, that, that came to my mind. Um, usually when these things come to my mind the first time, it's really exciting for me, but then if I let it marinate for a little while, um, I see a, I see a more specific and a deeper solution there, but I wanted to put this out there into the atmosphere so that the, the issue can be, um, you know, thought about And then also for me to actually say what I'm thinking, and then in the future, I may either listen to this or I may think about it more, and then I'll get more specific in the future. But until then, I have no idea how I end these conversations, how I end these podcasts. Um, I always say this in the end of every podcast. Oh, I'll just use the the, uh, African Growth Opportunities ending. Blossom where you're planted, folks. Take care.